if you're hungry for more. Good evening, everybody. It is so awesome to be with you guys tonight. And tonight we're going to be diving deeper into a very interesting topic. And, and like always, I want to kind of just start this evening by, first of all, actually before I even do that, just want to welcome everybody and say thank you so much for tuning in with us. Uh, tonight I will be brief, but I really believe this is a very powerful uh, principle that I want to teach you guys tonight. And, um, you know, again, just thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast, for sharing it and for liking it. So, yes, that's a hint. Could you share this podcast? Could you like this podcast? We'd love to spread the news about what we're sharing. We are tackling some, some rather difficult subjects or trying to dive deeper, rather, should I say, into some things that could be challenging for some. And I want to sort of come and confront some of the, the, the things that we see, you know, in the body of Christ without being critical, without being judgmental. But really just my heart is to protect people uh, with specifically tonight's subject, because I think it's something that has come up, you know, over the years I've heard this come up over and over and over. And I really the question is, you know, when it comes to the supernatural, when it comes to the gift of God, when it comes to miracles, the Holy Spirit, you know, should we be paying money for it? In other words, let me give you an example. And again, this is you know disclaimer here. I'm absolutely, I'm not trying to attack anybody. I'm not coming against anybody. I'm just warning you to be cautious of this. And again, I'm not saying in any way that we have all the answers and we do everything perfectly. But most certainly, you know, my heart just goes out to people that get, you know, sort of lured by something that I just believe is absolutely ungodly. And that is that, I really firmly believe that in absolutely no way should any Christian ever have to pay for a miracle. In other words, you should never have to pay a certain amount of money to get a healing or pay a certain amount of money to get hands laid on you for a miracle or a breakthrough. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely astounded at how many people are lured into this. And I really believe that many times people are lured into it with absolute you know, faith and trust in God that they want a miracle or they want a breakthrough or they want a healing or they want empowerment or, or some sort of, of response from heaven or the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, you know, a, a price tag has sometimes been put on that. For example, if you sow so much money, you know, you'll get a miracle or you'll get a breakthrough. You know, and I know that, you know, perhaps some people have said, well, what about Elijah and the woman at Zarephath? You know, did, did she not have to give a morsel of bread and some oil? Well, you know, as I've, I've tried to teach you guys over the last few weeks, you know, there are exceptions sometimes of something that can take place in a very specific purpose, in a very specific situation, but that's definitely not the rule. That is not something that we see over and over and over. Uh, we know there's principles of sowing and reaping. We know there's principles of honor. There's certain principles that are absolutely godly. But in no way do we ever see manipulation in any way whatsoever. You know, Elijah didn't need food from anybody or didn't need anything from anybody. God fed him with birds, with ravens. There was no need for him to go and lean on the arm of the flesh, you know, so that somebody could get their miracle. You know, everything was done out of pure obedience for very specific purposes, a very, for a very specific purpose at specific times. Now, again, 
you know, there might be some reason, you know, if someone gets, you know, goes to a conference and they pay a fee for a conference or something like that, I'm not coming against anything like that at all. What I'm really having a problem with and seeing many people, you know, get lured into is, well, you know, if you if you phone in today and you give X amount of money, you know, I'm going to give you a prophetic word or if you phone in today or if you sow this amount of money, you know, you're going to get a miracle and you can expect a big miracle or a big prayer breakthrough. If you sow X amount, so much will get you more prayer or personal hands will be laid on you for, you know, this amount of money. Guys, that is absolutely not biblical. And that's how we judge all things. I've shared this with you so many times. We look at it from a biblical perspective. And there's one story in the Bible that's so clear on this. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But I just kind of want to just just sort of, you know, uh, have, have a bird's eye view of this, you know, um, because the thing that's the hardest for me is I know that there are people that will do this and it's like they lost money or their last savings, <clears throat> or their family will suffer because they truly, you know, the word that maybe came is one that has inspired them and they feel they want to sow. Now, if they sow X amount, if you sow $1,000 or $500 or whatever it is, you can expect your miracle or something like that. That is not godly. There are principles. There are principles of sowing. There are principles of reaping. Those are unquestionable. There are principles of tithing. You know, there are blessings that come from those things. Undeniable, unquestionable. Do I believe there are blessings for those that sow? Absolutely. Encouraging someone to sow a seed. Nothing wrong with that. But don't manipulate the gift of God. It is a free gift, freely given. Freely you have received, freely you must give. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't belong to any of us. It is a gift. He is a gift. The gift is the promise that was given to us that was given to us because of the price that Jesus paid, but freely to us. We haven't earned the Holy Spirit. We haven't, it's not our right. And, and most certainly we cannot, we cannot use him in any way to try and have financial gain or, or to try and, and, and manipulate people to give based on the gift that somebody has. Perhaps it's a prophetic gift. Perhaps it's a gift of healing or something like that. You know, I just think it's a tragedy to see how people get lured into that. And unfortunately, I think that it's caused many Christians to stumble. And I really, you know, again, I'm not in any way, I don't want to, you know, this was actually quite difficult for me to even speak on this subject because I never want to be seen as someone that's trying to be critical towards others. But what really got to me when I was thinking about it and sort of praying about it, I just started to think, well, what if it was that person's last money? What if that person's really suffering to make their bills? Now now they're being told, listen, you know, if they pay this money, they're going to get a miracle or they're going to get a prophetic word or a deliverance or something like that. Guys, I don't agree with it. I really don't believe that it's biblical. Uh, Again, you know, know, there are certain circumstances for certain things. Perhaps I'm not going to judge those circumstances or any ministry in particular, but I really want to, to speak to you you know, and just encourage you to never be lured into that. Never be manipulated or controlled for the gift of God, which has freely been given by God for the purpose of, of, of expanding his kingdom. You know, Jesus never said to anybody, listen, if you give me so much money, I'm going to heal you, or I'm going to give you a word, or I'm going to minister to you. Or, I don't see the apostles do anything like that. You know, so it's just not a biblical pattern. It's just not a biblical way. 
And there's a story in Scripture, as I said earlier, that I really want to touch on. Let's go there real quick. It's in Acts chapter number 8. I encourage you when we do these podcasts, bring your Bible, bring your markers and pens and stuff because we're going to go through some Scriptures today, just one story, but in normal circumstances, we're going to go through Scripture and I'd like you to have your Bible with you so that you can make some of these notes because most of these subjects I won't really speak on in a church service. They'll be more discussion type stuff and, I, and I'd, li- I'd like to encourage you to bring your, your Bible with you so that you can make, you know, make some marks or some notes either in your Bible or in your notebook. So Acts chapter number eight, we'll pick up in verse number five. It's a famous story. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and the lame were healed and and there was great joy in the city. So, So Samaria was turned inside out, upside down by the power of God. People were being healed. People were being delivered. The city was full of joy. It was just an amazing outpouring of the Spirit of God. Wonderful, wonderful. And the Bible says, and every time you see the word but in Scripture, you must always take note. Take note when you see a but, because it tells us how great things were. It says, but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. And they and they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Now, now, now make note, take note that it's talking about him as though this is something that he'd previously done. So he would obviously been in, in, you know, also had an encounter with the Lord and, you know, he was now most certainly, you know, changing. And the Bible tells us over here in verse number 12, but when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, men and women were baptized Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was was amazed seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. So, So he was obviously transformed as well. He obviously was saved, baptized as well. Now we know the scripture that the that basically the Bible says in verse 14, now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The big guns came down to town to see what was going on, to see what had taken place, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them and had only been, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And here comes the story about Simon again. And when Simon, the sorcerer now, the ex-sorcerer, saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. Now remember, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit also distributes gifts. So it's an expression, the manifestations, the gifts of the Spirit, healings, miracles, Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophecy, all the gifts of the Spirit are an expression or manifestation of the Spirit. So now he sees, Simon sees that the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is manifesting in a powerful, powerful way. People are being touched. People are being healed. People are being uh, uh, baptized in the Spirit. The Spirit of God comes upon them. So he sees this. And, and, and look at what it says. 
It says, and when Simon saw that through the laying on of hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. So he's offering them money for this gift so that he could also use this gift or, or be empowered by this gift. It says, saying, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Now watch what Peter says. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. Boom, right there, guys. That's the point that I'm trying to make. The gift of God cannot be purchased with money. The anointing, the gifts, the release of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit is not something that you pay for. Freely you have been given, freely or freely you have received, freely you must give. The Holy Spirit is a gift, not something we charge for. You don't charge someone for a gift. You give it to them. So Peter says, listen, he says, he says, and he says that the gift of God could be purchased. You thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. And this is such a serious matter. He says, you have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. And he says, for I see you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Now, now in this context, he's asking for the gift to be given to him so that he can be used. But the contest is exactly the same because the Holy Spirit comes upon and empowers us, but also through the person empowered is, is released so that people can be healed. And the motive is the same. The motive, motive is self-promotion. The motive is, 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 is money. I don't know necessarily that it was money, but more than likely, you know, people as a sorcerer before, people were paying him, esteeming him highly. Now he wanted this gift of the Holy Spirit because he could be paid. And, and Peter just says it straight out. He says, the gift of God cannot be purchased with money. There is no need for anybody to pay for a healing, to pay for a miracle. If someone ever says to you, you know, if you just give me, $1,000, I'll lay my hands on those that give $1,000. Listen, the door, run for the door. Don't run to the front for hands to be laid on you. Run for the door and get out of the building because you don't want to ever be in a position where you have to now pay for the gift of God that has freely been given to that individual. Now, now I, I, you know, again, I know this is a sensitive subject because you may even be sitting watching this podcast and perhaps you've been in that situation. You know, the Bible says that man or God does not see as man does. He looks at the heart. So for us to even sit and judge any ministry or man of God that has done that, to truly know their motive, we, we can't do that. You know, the, you know, I can sit here for hours and talk to you about how, you know, maybe they were taught incorrectly. You know, maybe, you know, maybe there's, there's certain circumstances that caused them to be like that. But all I want to advise you is don't fall for it. You know, look at what Scripture says. The Holy Spirit distributes the gifts. Those gifts are an expression or manifestation. The manifestation gifts of the Spirit have been freely given to that individual to use for the sake of edifying the body of Christ to help the church to be healed, to be delivered, to be touched, to be saved, to receive, uh, you know, encouragement, to receive edification, but most certainly not to pay for it. 
You know, now again, we're not talking about offerings or tithes and all that stuff. That stuff is very, very kingdom, very kingdom orientated, very kingdom, you know, part of the kingdom, but it's not ever through manipulation, something that we, we, we never, ever say that, well, you have to pay so much or, you know, phone in and I'll do my delivery. You know, if you phone in or if you give so many dollars, I'll do a deliverance. Now, I'm not saying if, you know, perhaps it's like a psychologist, maybe someone, you know, that's their only job and they have to get paid for that's I can't judge that. I'm not going to judge that. But I'm talking about if, if someone, I mean, imagine if someone called the church and said, listen, you know, I'm coming to church on Sunday. I'll be in the service you know, will you please do a deliverance? And I say, well, no problem. But, you know, first you need to sow $1,000, then I'll do the deliverance. You know, that where's the fear of the Lord? It's just not a good thing, guys. So we have to be very, very careful. We have to be very, very careful to never go that way because clearly Simon was, I mean, Paul, I mean, Peter tells him straight that your heart is poisoned. Your heart has, has bad motives. You know, the, the prophetic and, and healing ministry specifically you know, unfortunately, there is abuse like this. Uh, and, and again, I'm not saying that every situation or every person or prophet or person that's ministered now that has ever done anything like this is full of evil. Or, or I don't know their motive. I don't know why they've done it. But I just, man, when I, when I sat there and my heart began to really hurt for someone that has now given, you know, because they feel like, if they don't give now, they're not going to get this miracle or they're not going to be included in the prayer. You know, that's crazy. You know, in a, you know, when we, when we, uh, you know, take up offerings and tithes in the churches, you know, whether you give or don't give, I pray the Lord blessing. You know, are there certain principles of tithe, of sowing and reaping and, and benefits to tithing that we see clearly in the Bible? Yes, absolutely. But I mean, I will still pray for everybody. We'll still lay hands on everybody, believe everybody for healing, believe everybody for, for you know, for breakthrough. Are there certain principles in faith, sowing and getting a, faith, with, you know, a seed of faith and stuff like that? Yes, I'm not criticizing anything like that. But when you start putting numbers, give $500 and you'll get this level of ministry or, or level of prayer or something like that, I just don't think it's a good thing. I just don't think that it's scriptural. I just can't find it in the Bible. You know, um, you know, I just don't believe that it's, it's, I just don't believe it's what the Lord would want us to do. Again, freely you have received, freely you must give. You know, uh, clearly we can see how this has been uh, something that I just believe has, has brought a lot of hurt to people in the church. And I really want to just, uh, you know, again, Guys, use your Bible to judge every single thing that comes at you. You know, um, you know, always refer to Scripture. What does the Bible say about this? You know, the Bible, excuse me, clearly tells us that the gift of God cannot be purchased with money. The gift of God, the anointing, the manifestations of the Spirit cannot be bought with money. You know, I'm not going to explain again about offerings and all of that because those things are there. But when it comes to having to actually, you know, again, be manipulated to, to you know, with selfish motives of, you know, trying to make lots of money and stuff, I just, I don't agree with it. I just don't find it to be biblical. I just don't find it, you know, to be healthy. And, you know, I just really pray that, you know, we will, you know, just have a heart for the people. You know, have a heart for the people. Sometimes people are absolutely desperate. They really need a breakthrough and a miracle. And now we're telling them the only way you're going to even get prayed for is if you, if you give money. You know, I just, I don't know that that's the right thing. I just don't believe that that's the right thing. So, you know, 
The question for this podcast was money for miracles, question mark. Do you need to pay money so that God can give you a miracle or a certain amount of money specifically so that God can give you a miracle, a prophecy or you know, something like that? And I really believe the answer is very straightforward. No, I don't believe you have to do that. Um, now, again, I'm, I'm giving you a part. I can't sit and discuss all the details and all the different things. What about this and what about that? There are always exceptions. There are to certain circumstances for certain things. But the rule, yeah, most definitely. And without any certainty, the gift of God cannot be purchased with money for any purpose whatsoever. So that's what I have for you guys this evening. I know that it's a little bit shorter, but I really felt in my spirit I need to hit this thing because I just see abuse. I don't agree with that abuse. And I want, my heart goes out to people that have ever been caught with this. Don't ever be caught with this. Don't ever be manipulated for the free gift that has been given to us, the wonderful Holy Spirit and His wonderful ways that He manifests Himself so that people can reap those benefits of that free gift of deliverance and healing and salvation and the prophetic and all of that stuff, wonderful things that God has given us. Don't ever be manipulated. Freely we have received, freely we give. And so with that, I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Have a wonderful, awesome week and I'll see you next week. God bless you. If you're hungry for more. Will you stand? Will you stand in this hour? If you're hungry for more.